0: everybody. My name is Elizabeth Charcalis, and I am the host of the No Rain, No Flowers podcast. Um, So, I just wanted to give a quick introduction in this first episode about kind of how I thought about starting this podcast and what other small business I have and kind of what all this means to me. So, my small business is called No Rain, No Flowers. Um, It's called that because every month I donate... um, Twenty percent, thirty percent, whatever it is, to different mental health organizations. Um, I've done suicide prevention. I've done substance abuse. When Roe v. Wade was overturned, I did Planned Parenthood because I believe all of these different organizations help people with mental health illnesses. Um, the yeah, it, it's just been a really great experience so far, and it's something I've always wanted to do. You know, when I don't have all the money each month just myself to donate to these organizations. I'm just so thankful for the people who love my products and love what I create, and they are willing to, you know, help me reach my goal each month and be able to help these mental health organizations. So it's been such a fun journey, but I did want to do something a little bit different, kind of expand my brand, if you will, just this no rain, no flowers platform, and I wanted to kind of create a safe space somewhere where i can just have conversations um with you guys um answer questions talk about topics you may want me to talk about to improve your mental health to help your day-to-day life and your wants and goals and dreams and all that kind of stuff and just kind of help just succeed in life and i a big part of why i wanted to do this is just kind of talking about Um, Like Today, I'm going to be talking about my mental health journey and my experience, and I think just talking about it, getting it out there, I think it really helps to end the stigma surrounding mental health. Um, People don't seem to think of mental health the same way they think of a physical injury, Um, and I think that is a huge, you know, like it's wrong, I don't know, Um, in no way, shape or form am I the most qualified for this position. I'm honestly just going to share like my opinions and hopefully by I, by me doing this, um I can, you know, what I was saying, cut it in that stigma and I can inspire some of you guys hopefully to talk to your loved ones to share on your social media about you know the what you've really been experiencing, you know, all of those tucked away bad feelings and i don't know hopefully something good comes out of this that's just really my goal i want to help yeah. of course so if you guys hear noise that's what it is it's my beads i can't just sit here i have adhd woo let's get right into it it's the first mental <laughs> the first mental illness i have which honestly i didn't even consider a mental illness at in the beginning i was like you know i'm just see this is why i don't feel like i'm capable to have a co- podcast because I just ramble, I talk, I talk, I talk, I don't stay on track, that's for sure, but maybe you guys will like that vibe, maybe it's gonna be like, we're on FaceTime, like, conversational, we're just like, you know, we're just chilling. okay, okay, so, the first thing I want to intro is myself and my mental health journey, when I realized I had anxiety, depression, Um, all that ADHD, all that good stuff. Um, it probably started for me around high school, but I did want to talk a little bit about, about, um, everything before that kind of leading up to that, like triggers, if you will, that I had, um, or things that kind of shaped me into the person I am. And I think that all comes into play with my mental health. So I'm, I'm so scared to put this out there like I don't think I'm better than anyone else I don't think I even have a bigger platform than many other people I don't know I don't even know I just <sighs> it sounded like a good idea and I bought a whole mic for it that I don't even have the freaking USB C to us I don't even know what it's called I had I ordered the wrong one on amazon I ordered The USB to USB-C instead of the USB-C to USB. I don't even know which one I was supposed to get. My boyfriend, honestly, my boyfriend ordered it for me both times. So his mistake, but it also is my mistake for not even knowing what it is in the first place. So I'm not even using the mic right now. But of course, I was so eager to film this and put it up for the new year. And it's December 29th right now. And, ugh! That's, but you know what? That's life that's me being real with you guys even though this is you know technically still the intro of this video and I'm already spitting my realness with you guys I was also debating cursing on this podcast because I curse in my day-to-day life and I was like wouldn't it be not real of me to do this whole podcast without cursing I probably could do it but what if I slip up also, when I, when I checked the episode thing on my thing, I put on um, explicit content because I knew I would be cursing. I knew it was going to slip up once and I don't want to get deleted. I don't even know if I can get deleted with the amount of people who are going to be listening to this. <laughs> so, let's get right into it, you guys. <laughs> like, how do you even transition on this thing? Really? Like, in, in all realness how do you do a transition what is up you guys i am back with another podcast episode. that's all i know how to do for my youtube videos experience okay so when i was in you know i think it was fifth grade it was christmas of fifth grade i got an ipod an ipod touch which is basically a phone without the calling feature but you can still text you can facetime I think. And I got Instagram, my first social media app, at the ripe age of 10. Like how old was I? I think I was 10, which is so crazy to think about. But that was what, you know, everyone else was doing. I was begging my parents for a phone. I, All my friends were getting it. People had social media. And I remember posting like 10 pictures that night of me with my Christmas gifts and doing the cartwheel, and my brother—just random stuff—I thought this was so fun. It was amazing. So from that age on, through middle school, through high school, I had, you know, social media, which is so crazy for me to think, and it's crazy for people to think that doesn't have an effect on young kids' minds because it definitely had an effect on me. I was, I was ten. And at that age, I began to see what other people were posting, what they were doing on their Christmas vacation, who they were hanging out with, what they got for Christmas versus what I got. And it's this comparison that starts from such a young age. For all kids with social media, you're not only sitting there enjoying your present moment. You feel the constant need, I need to post this present moment, and I need to compare what I'm doing to what other people are doing. And I still do this to this day. And and even though I don't I'm not even actively thinking about comparing myself to other people, I'm really I'm not saying like in my head, oh, I need to go on social media, I need to go on Snapchat and Instagram and look at everyone else's stories. I that's like my it's like my my habit. I'll like get on my phone and you know, I just open Instagram, like mindlessly. I open Instagram, I'm just mindlessly tapping through stories. Oh, she's in the Bahamas She's in Disney, she's here, she's here, and I feel the need to post what I'm doing too. And, you know, I'm actually a big lover of social media. I love doing my small business account, I love making graphics for it, I love posting it, but there is a sense I have of like competition, kind of, and comparison at the end of the day is what it is, and I'm like, how many likes do I have? I'm religiously checking that. How many followers do I have? How many did I lose? Is my social media platform growing? And I know from the standpoint of of like a small business, like that may be healthier than doing that with my personal account, but in all honesty, I do it on all my accounts. I do it on my like my spam dump, like, oh, these are all my disposable photos from this year, like this is where I'm just going to leave them. So why do I care? how many likes I got on that picture. It it feels like it shouldn't be, but I really do care about it. And I have a feeling that a lot of other people do too. Um and Like as embarrassing as that is, we all like know it's embarrassing, but it's what we've grown up doing. And it's been like engraved into our minds that this is what's important when it, it really isn't at all. And I know that. And yet I still do it. So, you know, growing up with, Phone at the age of ten and social media at the age of ten, it definitely has affected the rest of my life. Um when I was in high school I kind of felt my anxiety rising and like, you know, panic attacks started to happen without me really knowing what it was. You know, I'd break down, I was crying, I I would sweat a whole bunch, I couldn't breathe, I'd start hyperventilating, and I over like a project or something. So the stressor was there um I was able to you know grasp what the stressor was and it, it was anxiety looking back but in the moment it just felt like a you know a big project um even though I shouldn't have been reacting the way I did because you know the end of the day is project okay so I look back and I'm able to recognize all the anxieties that I've had in my life and how they've affected me throughout my entire life But it wasn't really until COVID hit that I was really able to sit back and think and realize that what I was experiencing and feeling was a mental health illness. So I got through the whole year 2020, and it was around when my senior year of high school started in the end of 2020. So I wasn't a senior... When COVID started, I was a senior at the end of that year, if that makes sense. Like, I graduated in, wait, <laughs> I graduated in 2021. Okay, so, that year, we were still online, mostly, and I had dance team, so I would see friends occasionally, but it was in all of those down moments that I really felt myself becoming unmotivated and tired all the time, and not eating as healthy as I used to be, not working out as religiously as I used to be, not even wanting to shower at night. I just felt like everything was exhausting. Everything was a waste of time. There was this wall up between me and everyone around me and every event I went to. And there were good things happening in my life. You know, I got a new job. I had friends. I was still able to perform with my dance team. Like, I was trying to enjoy all of those little things happening, but this wall that I'm going to call it a wall that I had kind of built up wouldn't fully let me experience any of these small good things or appreciate them fully. And looking back, I realized that that may have been depression that I was struggling with, but when you don't know the signs of these mental illnesses and you don't really have anyone to talk to because you can't place these feelings, oh, maybe I'm just, maybe I am just tired all the time, or I'm, oh, I hate, I hate school, or why is my senior year like this? I was kind of deflecting onto those things versus, oh, these are symptoms and signs of a mental health illness. So, that's why I think it's important for all of us to talk about the signs of depression and anxiety, because I really do think that so many people in our generation have these illnesses but just don't know because, you know, we don't talk about it. School doesn't really talk about it either. Um, it probably wasn't until my psychology class my freshman year of college that I was learning about these illnesses and I was like, oh my gosh, like he had a, my professor had a, a checklist up at the top of the board that was like, if you experience these symptoms for this short span of time or whatever you have depression and I was like just blown away I was like I've never seen this in my life my parents didn't show it to me my high school didn't show it to me my friends didn't really talk about it and honestly I didn't even see it on social media so I was like how would I have known that that's what I was struggling with and I think that's the case for a lot of other kids my age and in high school and in college they just don't really know the signs So they don't really treat it effectively because they don't even know they have it. So I guess that's a big reason why I'm doing this podcast. But even though it makes me like so uncomfortable, like this is so scary for me, I just think that at the root of it, my intentions for it are pure. And they are to help people and to share those signs and to share my experiences in hopes that someone else can relate to them, and get diagnosed, or get medication, or tell a loved one, and get the help they need. And that's, that's really what's important to me, because I wish with my whole heart that I had done it sooner, because my life has 360'd. It has completely changed my view of life, and my view of mental health, and the, the importance of it. If you break your finger You're not going to be able to do the tasks that day the same way you would do them without a broken finger. So you fix it. You get a splint for it. You go to the doctor. You get an x-ray. You take pain medication. You do all these things. You avoid doing the things that make that finger hurt. So why would you not do the exact same thing with your mental health? Why is that not on the same level? It's just, it's crazy to me. And I feel like we all know that. But are we actively doing that in our day-to-day life? Am I thinking, oh, this makes me anxious. I don't like it. I'm going to say no. I'm going to set boundaries. I'm going to do what makes me happy and not what makes me anxious. I feel like we're not doing that. I don't know. I don't know. Hot take. (laughs) It's a little random. But so that was when I kind of realized I had anxiety and depression I I looked back and I realized that during COVID those things probably um, blossomed into the mental health disorder that it was And my first year of college was pretty tough I was dealing with frequent panic attacks Um, at first they were panic attacks that oh wait really quick let me look up the difference between a panic attack and a I always get so confused Panic attack versus anxiety attack. I think there's... Yeah. Okay, so panic... I was having both of these, but panic attacks are often more intense and can occur with or without a trigger, while anxiety attacks are a response to a perceived threat. So, that's what Google told me. So, yes, I was having both anxiety attacks and panic attacks, um... The panic attacks were what started, I was able to, oh, I got in a car accident, and now driving makes me nervous, so when I'm driving alone, I'll feel a panic attack arising, but I'm able to place my finger on what triggered that. It was the driving, it was the traffic, it was the scary car that drove past me, and I was able to kind of calm myself down based on knowing where that anxiety was coming from, but when I started getting Yeah, when I started getting anxiety attacks, no, (laughs) when I started getting panic attacks, I don't know which one I said, but the one without a trigger can be a panic attack. So when I started getting panic attacks without a trigger, I realized, like, this was a lot less manageable for me because I couldn't place my finger on what the trigger was. I was just freaking out in the middle of class or at dinner with friends or was well, doing homework and I would freak out and I couldn't calm myself down because I didn't know why it was happening. Um so what I needed was medication. So when I got I went to the doctor, I got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. And I told my doctor, you know, these things are it they were I felt like my anxiety was manageable at first, but now it's I can't enjoy everything fully. I constantly feel like it's I'm scared that I'm having anxiety that I'm going to have anxiety basically. I was like I can't fully enjoy anything cuz I don't know when this anxiety attack is going to spring up on me. I don't know when it's going to hit me and I'm scared for it to hit me cuz it's the worst feeling in the world and I'm so scared I literally feel like I'm dying. And I told her that and I you know, I told my doctor all the specifics she asked for and I was diagnosed and for my situation personally they decided to try out medication and It has helped me tremendously, and I recently had to go up on my um, prescription of medication, like on the dose, and that has also helped me. But obviously, I'm not telling everyone right now that you need to get on medication and that's what's gonna work for you. Um, Personally, it's what worked for me, and I'm a huge like believer in if you need medication for your mental health, to take it. Um, But oh, my dad's calling me. Can I pause it and restart? I don't even know what I was talking about. I'm gonna be completely honest. My dad called me and I have no idea what I was talking about. And I get into these little passionate moments and then they're gone because I get a phone call. But guess what, that's real life, boom. I'm <laughs> I'm being real, I'm being myself, I'm. it's a real interruption. My dad has kidney stones so he's at the doctor getting a CAT scan. I didn't drive him, he said he didn't wanna be driven. And I think I get some of that stubbornness from him. So, yeah. It's like fourth time with kidney stones. He's going through it. He drank a lot of Diet Coke in his past. So, that may be why he has kidney stones. Anyway, yes! Okay, medication isn't for everyone. But I do believe it helped my case. And it it made these random panic attacks stop happening. I wasn't constantly feeling on edge that one of these was going to happen. And I'm very grateful for the medication my doctor prescribed for me. What I really want everyone to take away from this whole medication talk thing is that, like, just talk to a doctor. Bring it up to someone. Bring it up to a loved one. Um, Really talking about it makes all the difference in the world. For me especially. I've always been the kind of person who um, really loves just talking everything out. It makes me feel so much better. It makes me feel more understood. It helps me process my emotions. Like oh, this made me feel this way. I'm saying it out loud. Someone's understanding. And um, that always makes me feel a lot better. So whether that's your doctor, your parents, a friend, a therapist, I think that is very healthy. And, you know, if at the end of the day you decide that medication may be what you need and your doctor, or therapist, or whoever agrees with that, I think that it is 100% okay. Um, honestly, when I first got my medication, I had the bottle sitting on my bedside table, and I was so scared to take it. I was like... How is this going to affect me? How am I going to feel? Am I going to feel out of control? Am I going to feel like I'm not in, you know, not in control of myself anymore, of my emotions anymore? How is it going to change me? What if I'm not the same person I was before the medication? And it sat on my bedside table for like three weeks. But it got to the point where right before I was taking it, I was physically ill from my anxiety. I was having migraines for like two or three days, like on and off. I was throwing up. I'd wake up in the middle of the night throwing up because my stomach hurt so bad. And I wasn't sick. I wouldn't eat. I wasn't eating and I was throwing up. It's just the worst combination ever. And I wasn't sick. I literally went to the doctor and they were like, "Uh, maybe this, like, you. I'm not going to prescribe you any meds for it. Like, you're you're fine. I don't know why this is happening. Maybe you got food put. I don't know. But this would happen every time, like, a big shift happened. And... When I came home my freshman year from college, I felt like it was a big shift. I was back at home. I was surrounded by different people. And I I was, you know, physically ill from just the change and my anxiety. So that's when I really knew, okay, I need to take these meds. Like, it's not really a joke at all anymore. Um, I can't, like, live like this. Like, I can't be throwing up every night because I'm stressed. So I started taking it. I haven't had a panic attack since that hasn't had a trigger. I'm not saying that it took away anxiety completely from me. You know, I still get stressed. I still will have anxiety about certain situations, but I'm not reacting the way I used to would have or I used to would have react, if that makes sense. Um and I can feel like I can look back and think back to how I was a year ago and how I am now and I'm like, wow. Like I am so much happier. That wall that I was talking about earlier, it's not there anymore. Um, I feel like I have deeper and closer relationships with my loved ones because, again, that that block isn't there anymore. Um, I'm able to fully enjoy, you know, just experiences, and I'm, I'm just so happy that I was given the opportunity to take medication. I was, like, strong enough to talk about it because... It was so hard for me to, to talk about having anxiety. I honestly would get so anxious about, like, just saying it out loud. I was like, something's wrong with me. I have a problem. Like, this isn't normal. People, this isn't normal for people. And I, it took me a while to realize that that just isn't the case. And it's really sad that people still kind of think that is and have that, that stigma around it. And that's what, you know, I am kind of trying to end here with all this, and I did want to talk a little bit more, I saw you on like, my middle school experience, like, when I got a phone and stuff, I want to talk a little bit more about, like, how I grew up, kind of, and, like, what that was, like, like for me in my middle school, and I think a lot of other kids my age, like, a lot of other Gen Z also had this experience, um, so, like, I literally remember having, it was, like, the second year I had a phone, and I got in a really bad car accident. And it was the summer between 6th and 7th grade. So I just had finished my 6th grade year. However old you are, like 11 or 12. I don't really know. 13? I don't know. Young. I was very young. Wasn't a teenager yet. Unless I was 13. So, maybe. Okay. But, I got in a bad car accident. And there was an app called Ask FM. And basically, for you guys who don't know what Ask FM is, it's like this anonymous question app. Wherever everyone has an account, and people can go on each other's accounts and anonymously post questions. Or just comments. And then if you like the response or if you want to respond to it, you can post it. But you never know who says it. And after I got in this bad car accident between 6th and 7th grade, people were making all these accusations on Ask.FM. And I knew these were my classmates. I knew these were people my age. I mean, those were only friends on that app I had. And people were saying you jumped in front of the car for attention and you wanted to kill yourself and like I wish you would have gotten hit by that car like saying these things like that no the tween, no 11 12 year old should be hearing it was just so mind-blowing to me and like that's not gonna be good for anyone's mental health even if you're like 18 19 I don't care how old you are Someone saying you jumped in front of a car for attention when you just get in a life-threatening car accident is absolutely absurd. It's crazy. So, obviously, that's going to take a toll on your mental health. But I was just like, haha, like, responding however I would respond as a 12-year-old. And posting pictures and, like, saying, oh, thank you to the people who made me feel loved and whatnot. But that, like, still sticks with me today. It's like these things are going to stick with you. And that's just one instance. Um, I remember also our middle school had a, a ton of, like, couples accounts that were, like, um, best pairs or cutest couples or rate this person, rate this couple. And they were literally just accounts where they'd post, like, a picture of you and a random guy or random girl whoever it was, and they'd be like, how cute is this couple – And people were, like, ruthless. Because there was an anonymous account. They were hiding behind the screen. And they were, like, this person with a fucking, like, rabid dog. Or, like, this person with, like, a blobfish. I remember one time someone did. And, like, that didn't happen to me personally. I was just tagged with random people. But, like, it was, there were also, like, these rate accounts that were, like, OMG, rate Elizabeth. And it was, like, mm, 8 out of 10. Other people were, like, uh, 5 out of 10. And, like, as a middle schooler, like, I was, like, oh, my God. Like, this boy, this account whoever's running this thinks I'm ugly. And I'm, like, and that, like, took a toll on me. And I and I feel like so many people that are Gen Z grew up this way. Like, with the constant comparison that I was talking about, with, like, the constant judgment Oh, like, comparing yourself to the amount of likes this has. Or comparing yourself to the other girl posted on the Raid account who got 10 out of 10. Like, why didn't I get 10 out of 10? Like, I'm ugly. And it's in these developmental years that are so important to a kid's development. And they're, like, they're, like, ruining it. I don't know. I am, like, you know You talk to people now, and they're, like, I'm not letting my kid get a phone until they're this old. Like, it ruined me. Like, it's, like, no matter how old can recognize... Like, that our mental health was affected by having phones so young and having social media so young. But then half of the people are like, okay, that's that. And, and you know, they, I'm sure they believe in mental health, but they don't believe that, like, you should be medicated for it. Or some people believe that if you exercise enough or if you take care of yourself enough or if you eat healthy, that it'll all go away. And i'm sure that eating your fruits and vegetables and going on a walk every day and getting fresh air i'm so sure that helps but not for everyone's case will that completely you know solve all their problems like people are still going to be mentally like sick while doing those things i just don't think you can expect that and like I feel like the old conservative people, they recognize, like, oh, yeah, you know, growing up on social media, really toxic for everyone, like, even at the age I got it, it affects me, and you get addicted to your phones, and you're addicted to social media, and blah, 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 you're always talking to someone, your life is always on display for everyone, you never can get alone time, like, people always recognize this unhealthiness of it, but then people are blind to the effects it has on people it's like oh it's unhealthy oh you're unhealthy from it okay and I just don't get that because we all can recognize how bad and toxic it is but when it when it comes down to someone having anxiety from it why is that not looked at the same way through the same lenses I don't know that's just my opinion about it so those are some experience that I had in middle school that I feel like other Gen Z people may have experienced as well. And honestly, when I first told my my mom about my mental health and how I think I may have depression and anxiety, the first thing she said was, okay, eat more fruits and vegetables. You need to be going on a walk every day. You need to do this and this and this. And I was like, I want to talk to someone. And she was like, whoever you're going to talk to, they're going to tell you this. They are not going to medicate you. They're not going to tell you anything different than what I'm telling you right now. This is what you need to do. This is how it's going to help. And I think that's what her parents told her and their parents told them. And I think that's just what's passed down. And I don't think that's the case for every single person. When I couldn't get myself out of the bed at night to shower, do you think I'm going to be able to make myself a plate of grilled chicken and broccoli no it's not gonna happen and i'm not gonna be able to pull myself out of my room to go on a walk i don't even have the motivation to hang out with friends or do something i enjoy i don't even have the capacity to like stop scrolling on tiktok like there's i'm like mentally ill and i need help and you're telling me to do i don't know it drink more water okay. That's like you cracking your phone, dropping it on concrete. It's all broken. It's falling apart. Put it in a bag of rice. Okay. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. So, I did have the best experience first coming out to my parents about that, but with time, when I finally got a routine put together, and I was still having these anxious thoughts, and I had a job, and I had a schedule, and I was eating healthy, and I was Active and I was getting up and I was doing all these things. Um, they were able to, you know, realize that okay, this may be something more. Well, thank you guys so 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 much for listening to this first episode. Thank you guys so 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 much for supporting me through this journey. I'm so so excited to keep putting out episodes, um, to keep talking about different situations. I think on my list right now, I have. I'll share some of the topic ideas, um, religion versus mental health, like, signs of anxiety and depression, like, I know I touched a little bit on that in this episode, but even more so, like, men and the stigma around men and mental health, um, managing school and your mental health at the same time, um, just things that kind of relate to me as a college student, maybe high school kids, um, younger kids, um, just kind of dealing with all this stuff and, like, society and their life and social media and, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, um, I hope you guys enjoyed, I know it was a little chaotic, I know I'm a little all over the place, but I hope that my point got across, I hope that everyone has a wonderful day, remember to take care of yourself, remember to make time for yourself, um, listen to your body, listen to your mind, and, um, yeah, follow your heart, guys, this has been so fun for me, seriously, I love talking. Um, for 37 minutes straight actually it was you know it was a applause I know I had some okay yep that's it bye everyone thank y'all